0: It's a beautiful song, Natalie Grant and Corin Hawthorne. It's amazing how they use that squeaky chair in their worship. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reisenstein. It's Victory 91.5. And, and just an incredible, you know, Leanne, Leanne and I were prepping for this over the weekend. I said, I'm I'm Coming in, and I'm got my notebook, and I got my Bible, and I'm going to be focused on this. But you gave us a little bonus. <laughs> you gave us the notes, the handouts. Uh, so, so the notes are posted. You would have lost me at the first Hebrew constellation name <laughs> at seven o eight this morning I had I not had the notes. <laughs> so, so the notes are posted at Victory Radio, and it's just been mind blowing mm-hmm. following along. So go to victory.radio. This is the third section. This is the section entitled Magi. Right. And we're in break 12 at 945, a birthday party. And right after this one, I will post the next,
1: the final segment, the 10 o'clock section, which is on traditions and end times, mm. which I think is kind of cool.
0: I will sing from Fiddler on the Roof.
1: Do-be-do-be-do-be-do. <laughs> <laughs> be, do be, do be, do. <laughs> All alright So, a birthday party 2,000 years ago in a Bethlehem field. Now... Here's the verse. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, some of the questions you should ask. How did the shepherds find Jesus with such odd, vague directions? So first, the Hebrew would have been, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. Mm -hmm. Adding an A instead of the was a choice of modern translators. The shepherds of Bethlehem were in charge of raising sheep for the temple sacrifices. Every lamb born there made its way to Jerusalem to be sacrificed. These shepherds knew that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. They didn't have to travel. Where in Bethlehem? Well, just northeast of the shepherds' fields are the ruins of ancient Bethlehem Ephrata, near a place called Migdal Adar, near the tomb of Rachel. Here's what Micah says. And you, O tower of the flock, which in Hebrew is Migdal Adar, O you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto you shall it come, even the first dominion, the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. That means simply a king would be born at Migdal Adar to a girl from the line of David. Mm. At the I know it just, yeah. it's just a little mind-blowing, but it gets worse. At the base, I mean, that's
0: pretty clear. <laughs> you would think, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At the base of Dar, this old two-story watchtower, there was a special birthing room called the manger for birthing these very special sacrificial lambs. It wasn't a manger. It was a very special room called the manger. The shepherds were trained as children what was required for each sheep to be worthy of sacrifice. So during lambing season, the sheep were brought to the watchtower from the fields. Being themselves... Under very special rabbinical care, these priests would strictly maintain a ceremonial clean birthing place. They were shepherds, but they're a kind of shepherd priests. They would wrap the newborn lambs in what they call swaddling cloths to prevent them from thrashing about and harming themselves. Why? Well, it's their job to make sure that the animals weren't damaged or blemished and be perfect to be sacrificed. So after the lambs calmed down, they could be inspected to make sure there was no spot or blemish. These shepherds weren't random. They were notified by the angels because it was their calling to certify the Passover lambs at birth. Hmm.
0: Th- this takes a whole new... What we celebrate at Christmas of, oh, there's no room in the inn. Don't be like the innkeepers. Sure. This is a whole nother level of understanding why he had to be born there. Oh, it was goodness. to fulfill the, the prophecy of him being the sacrificial lamb. That, that's a way...
1: It's a better story isn't that's you? a
0: way better story than they were just out of room
1: <laughs> well and i will tell you that there's a lot of just not very well translated things but Filler. a lot a lot yeah well there's you know one of the things you have to remember is that we we've been talking about that early part uh after jesus and that period those hundreds of years it was it was against the law to even celebrate any of the jewish feasts for a christian they would kill you mm-hmm. so it was an anti-semitic time when they were translating the bible so if you have to translate something and you can't even ask a jewish person what this is about you're probably not going to get it right just for that sake alone so what we're going to find out in this particular section is all those places where they could probably update it a little bit but you know translators they tend to like you know keep kind of consistently but we know that these shepherds end up in the right place So how did they find Jesus with three very vague clues? Newborn baby, swaddling clothes, the manger. Well, a typical home in that time had a dugout area below the house where they kept the animals. It's not like barns like we use. To find a specific place, you would need some pretty good directions in Bethlehem. The angel's declaration to the Bethlehem shepherds could only mean the manger at the base of the tower of the flock. They knew that. Being wrapped in swaddling clothes would only be a significant clue if the angels were referring to the Passover lamb. Mm Because, you know, if you go back in history and study swaddling clothes, how when they started doing that, long time before Jesus, it was common. So it was not a good clue unless it was those specific swaddling cloths because of the Messiah, because it was a Passover lamb that was being born as a baby. Now, to your point, the inn. There's another verse that causes some confusion the way it's translated. She brought forth the firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, that's just a bad translation. Mm. In is katalima. It means a guest chamber, not an inn. It's never used that way. Katalima would have been a guest room in the house, and it's a family room in the house in Bethlehem that Mary and Joseph would stay in when they visited. And that's a really big thing to think about. These are Jews, all right? They come to their family home three times a year right. for the feast. Just it was like, a guest
0: bedroom. Yeah,
1: it's like every other Jew. So the story that's being told by the translation is really, really bad both joseph and mary were direct descendants of king david whose lineage and property went back to boaz who married ruth right he owned a home with a threshing floor in bethlehem which by right of inheritance goes down to succeeding generations joseph joseph was of david's lineage through solomon mary was through the son nathan the brother of solomon both sons of david so you understand mary and joseph they're not just random
0: guys Bless you. They're not just, what was that? That was a I, sneeze. I, I I tried to turn the mic off, <laughs> but as I was reaching for the mic, the sneeze came out. That happens to me. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Ragby. Yeah. So these guys, Mary
1: and Joseph, this is royalty. This mm. is not some random people coming to town. So again, that's the story. Just but if you're if you don't like the Jews of that time, and you're translating, your story comes a little bit different. Now the next part, uh, called unclean or Unclean, but not unwanted. Is there a good reason a pregnant Jewish woman couldn't stay in their family home during a high feast day? Well, according to the Torah, when a woman had an issue of blood for any reason, like pregnancy, she was ritually unclean for that time and for seven days after. She had to live separately so as to not defile the people in the household by her presence. It's in Leviticus 15. So, no room actually means something very different in our minds we're thinking they can't find a place to stay they had plenty of places to stay but it's they would make it unclean mm. the jews are very family oriented still right they all live together we go to israel they don't have houses like we do they're clustered together grandparents
0: right? grandkids everybody's together
1: so the story translated that way would be offensive anywhere but especially to the jews Would her family, who loved her, send her to give birth in a filthy stable of animals? I mean, as a southerner, you wouldn't do that. I mean, surely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have enough logic in our heads to go, that's just a really bad telling of the story. Now, and first and foremost, though, you have to go with what the Bible says. Prophecies about the Messiah tell us he'd be revealed from Migdal Adar. We, We don't know the exact circumstances of how and why they end up there when the guest room option wouldn't work, but obviously it was very close. But it certainly wasn't filthy, and the midwives, these shepherd priests, were very experienced. So there's a lot more to the story. The bottom line is we don't know all the story, no way to know all the story, but the one that the translation is telling us, you know, they they can't find room, they're in this and mm-hmm. that, that's just just bad translation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. And again, just making our trip to Israel come alive. Yeah. You know, thinking about the... Remember when we, we saw the stone manger yes on top much. of Armageddon? Yeah.
1: And it's actually, the, it is a stone cut out in, in the manger at Migdeli Dar. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. Where mm-hmm. they lay two lambs in cut out in little cut
0: areas. Wow. Continuing in the next hour with the final part of today's teaching. And I'm going
1: to post it up right now before we start in the 10 o'clock hour. And it's called? Uh, well, it's dealing with traditions and end times, because remember, Rosh Hashanah is when first you got a lot of very cool traditions, but also the end times of tribulation or the next 10 days, not right this year
0: but someday these 10 Mm -hmm. days will be the tribulation the seven-year tribulation we're going to stay with you for another hour as ray haynes continues go to victory.radio click on blog to read all of these notes and to follow along with the action north georgia gets a